Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Today, I'm so happy to have as our in-studio guest, Ms. Carol Barish, the CEO of Story2. Carol, thank you for coming into the studio, interrupting your extremely busy day, because I know how many hours you work to come in and <laughs> talk about Story2 and your views on leadership. Thank you, Darrell. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. And it's also great to have uh, a neighbor in, in, in the studio, as Carol is a resident of South Orange as well. So, Carol, for the benefit of our first-time listeners, could you give them a little bit about your education and background, and then we'll jump into Story 2. Sure, sure. So uh, I started uh, in public school. I grew up in State College, Pennsylvania, the home of Penn State University. We are. We are Penn State, <laughs> yes. Um, that's actually um, a really important quote. You can ask me about it later. It's about racial unity um, at a time of incredible uh, racial division. So um, it's not just about blue and white. It's about something much deeper than that. Um, so uh, a town not like, not unlike South Orange with great public education. Uh, my uh, father died when I was in 11th grade, and the last discussion I had with him was about the importance of learning. And uh, I came home after school, and his voice was very, very uh, faint, and uh, it was just a few minutes before I took him back to his bed, actually. Uh, but he said, you know, I've been thinking all day about this, Carol, and I want you to remember that you can go anywhere. You can... You should always keep learning, and you can go to college anywhere. He said, your mother and I, we had no money. Uh, I was just out of the Marines. And in those days, uh, it was very hard for Jews to go to college anywhere, uh, and it was very hard for women with no money to go to college at all. But, but things have changed, and you're lucky to be growing up in a time when you can go anywhere. Um, even if I'm not there... I want you to always remember, always keep learning, and you can go anywhere. So I went to Yale, which was wonderful. Um, it was a tremendous gift to me. My guidance counselor didn't think it was possible, but I told her it was okay to try. And um, I have a, a master's from the University of Virginia uh, and a Ph.D. from Princeton University. And uh, I thank my lucky stars about my education really every day. It's um, the people you meet, the professors, the fellow students, the conversations you participate in. Um, there's many aspects of learning. It's a tremendous gift. And uh, all of you out there, uh, listen to my dad. Always keep learning. Um, I've done a lot of things professionally. I taught English. In fact, I taught here at Seton Hall. I lived right around the corner and walked to work. It was divine. I love teaching at Seton Hall. Also taught at Rutgers. Uh, in the late 90s, I um, had the opportunity to leave teaching and to work in a think tank at Princeton that was in the early days of online education, uh, building the infrastructure for what would be possible later. We were working on the first scholarly Shakespeare, the infrastructure for the Oxford English Dictionary online, um, all, a, a document that was all the drafts of the Declaration of Independence. And I, I really got hooked on online education. I've been doing that one way or another ever since. Um, worked briefly at Macaulay Honors College at the City University of New York, a, a tuition-free 
um, brilliant program in the city uh, and had the opportunity to start uh, my second company uh, in 2008. I left Macaulay Honors College. I'll tell you more about story too as we go along. But um, I run uh, a company that was recently recognized by Forbes magazine as one of the 10 ed tech companies you need to know about. We're changing, uh, we're revolutionizing the way writing is taught and practiced. We're making it possible for uh, everyone to write with confidence and fluency using the power of storytelling. That is a very dynamic and touching story about your father. Thank you for sharing that. Got to learn a lot about your father being a Marine. Simplify. I'm not a Marine, but <laughs> respect Marines greatly. That is that is awesome. So, tell us about Story Two. Story Two has a fascinating story to tell to young people about knowing who they are and how to express that in writing form. Share with us how you came about Story Two, and what is Story Two doing? So, in the fall of 2008. Uh, when the economy was falling apart, uh, I was the director of development and communications at Macaulay Honors College. And when things got economically um, chaotic, our students, uh, we, we were able to pay them for their internships, but they weren't able to find internships. And our alumni were having an extraordinarily hard time uh, finding jobs. And the dean came to me, Dean Ann Kirshner, and she said, you know, Carol, this is a marketing problem. They're having trouble branding themselves. Uh, you're in charge of marketing. Do something about this. And I had just read Daniel Pink's book, A Whole New Mind, Why Right-Brained People Will Rule the Future. And in there, there's a chapter on storytelling. Uh, and the story about storytelling is long after you've forgotten facts and figures, you remember stories uh, and the people who tell them. And I uh, said to Anne, you know, I got this call a week ago from a storytelling company. Let's try that. And I worked with a master storyteller, created, uh, we, we co-created a workshop to help students just, like, stop using their resumes like armor and to talk about who they were as human beings. These were students who'd immigrated from other countries, whose parents had, had gone through extraordinary challenges to give them the opportunity to have a high-quality uh, education in the United States. And uh, we taught them how to talk about those things. And very quickly, their destiny changed. They got Their emails got them interviews. Their interviews got them internships. And they had extraordinary mentors on their, on their side. And uh, I told this story to my son, and he said, Mom, I think you should start a storytelling company. And uh, since I always try to listen to my children and their friends, uh, I, I left Macaulay. Uh, it was a great job and not so easy to leave, but I left, spent a year training as a storyteller myself, studying the neuroscience of storytelling and building the curriculum and the courses to teach storytelling in a structured and replicable way to young people, to high school and college students, so they could uh, advocate for themselves and their dreams and so that they could write more comfortably and confidently. And in 2010, I started Story 2. 
That is awesome. That is simply awesome. And it's, it's quite an honor to be selected by Forbes as one of the top 10 ed, educational technical companies. That's huge. It was huge. I mean, uh, Udemy's on the list and Coursera and Andela, which is changing education in Africa. Um, it was very uh, it was very touched and very humbled. It was great company to be in, yes. And I'm happy to be a small part of it. Um, this coming February, I guess it's February 6th, um, at the PSP Professional Scholarly Publishers Meeting, you're going to be on my Innovators panel. And we are very excited to have you on that panel as you're going to be in front of the top publishing executives in scholarly publishing in the United States. And so we're looking forward to that presentation. Can you share with us some of the themes that you're going to hit on that day? Well, I'm really excited, too, and thank you for including me. Uh, I'm, I'm planning to talk about how uh, leaders and how, how people across an organization can use storytelling to connect with uh, the people they're working with and to, to, to imagine and create things that they can't do alone. How, how the other part of storytelling is that it empowers collaboration and it enables people who uh, would otherwise maybe not even know one another um, but certainly wouldn't have something in common just because of everyday life to build uh, a, a foundation for collaboration. So I'm going to be talking about storytelling and collaboration. Now, also, as we live here in South Orange, we know the taxes that we pay. We just had an election with the board for the board of election. Uh, one thing that I'm going to do is that once this interview is completed and it's up on iTunes U, I'm going to send a link to every board of education member and principal here in our school district. Because if our kids really embrace story too, uh, we would in increase our number of uh, acceptances to the top tier schools in the United States. Well, I would love that. I have worked very hard to uh, get into Columbia High School, which is uh, a fantastic high school. When I was at Yale, I had not one, not two, but three great friends from Columbia High School. And uh, I, I'd, it's deeply ironic. I've worked with lots of high schools around Columbia, but not Columbia. So if you're out there listening, I want you. Okay, well, we're, we're going to change that. But <laughs> But tell us about, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a uh, example A, I'm a parent, I have someone, I have a child, it's in the 10th grade, I have high aspirations for them to go to, uh, if not an Ivy League, a top tier school. Um, how will Story 2 help my child tell their story? So, so I'll tell you that in a second, but first of all, I think the landscape and the, the gateway for college admissions is shifting as we speak from a model that favors standardized tests and what's on your transcript to a portfolio model that allows students to show who they are in a much uh, broader way to, to bring to the college admissions process evidence of their learning not only in school and not only by you know, metrics that are kind of similar across lots of people, but what have they done outside of school that really reveals who they are as human beings and what difference they're going to make in the world. I mean, we live at a time when there are big challenges we face as, um, as communities and as a shared human community. And the, especially the top colleges, the most selective colleges, are looking for students who are going to make a difference. They're going to make a difference on campus 
and they're going to make a difference for the rest of their lives. So uh, I'm really excited that the admissions process is opening up and allowing students to, in their own voice, um, either writing or video or examples of the work they've done to really show themselves in a much more um, much more uh, bountiful and uh, multifaceted way. So I, I think that's very exciting. And at Story 2, we teach people um, a replicable process to separate the structure and the content of what you're saying and writing so that you have a skeleton that you can use again and again to, to connect with people, to make the big, complicated things you've learned, uh, experiences that extended over a long period of time, to condense them down to little nuggets that will, will convey to another person, either someone who's listening or reading, what you've learned, what, what you brought to the situation, how you were transformed by it, and who you are as a result of what you've done. And, you know, storytelling is one of those things, it's like playing tennis, you can always be better, um, but you can really learn some, some strokes, you can learn some moves. Um, you could almost think of story two like a gym, where you go and you work different storytelling muscles so that you have them. And when you're in a new situation and, you know, you're on an elevator and you run into somebody who can help move your career forward, you know exactly what you want to tell them and you're brave enough to do it. So so that's the same thing. That spontaneity is what we encourage students to, to bring to bear in the, um, the process of writing their college admission essays, um, emails to colleges, interviews, all the writing and speaking components of crossing the bridge from high school to college. So the website is story, the numerical two dot com, story two dot com. Yes. So I'm, I'm a parent uh, and, and my child and I, we go to your website. How does it work? So it's really simple. It couldn't be simpler. Uh, you sign up. You. Uh, it's very affordable. It's very affordable. We. Um, yeah, it, our commitment is to help the 75% of students in this country who are currently completely unserved in the college admissions process. Um, I think 25 being served is probably a generous uh, amount. It's probably less than 25%, but let's just say Story 2 is in the, has created tools and processes for all students, all backgrounds, all communities to understand who they are, to be able to talk about what they've learned, what they plan to learn in college, and why they are uh, a student who a college should um, invest in, both by, with admissions and scholarships. I mean, there, there's a lot, in addition to um, admission, there are a lot of scholarships. So you come to our site, you can pick out the uh, colleges you're applying to and get all of the essays organized. The, if there's an honors program essay, you can pull that in. So everything. So first of all, we help you just to manage all the chaos and confusion of um, the essay process. Students say that the reason they don't apply to more selective colleges is because of the, the essay requirements. And some colleges have eliminated them altogether, but most of the most um, competitive colleges still have lots of lots of essays that you need to write. So you get it all organized, 
And then you learn a process that you can use to uh, complete each type of essay. There's actually eight different types of essays um, across the whole admissions process, and we break each of them down so you can master each of them. Um, and you, you, uh, your first draft is you tell your story out loud, and then you transcribe it, and then we take you step-by-step step through a scaffolded process to um, produce essays in your own voice, 100% um, your own work. We do not edit or write students' essays. Uh, our online essay builder teaches students how to write better. Um, and our coaches, um, our, our online coaching and our written feedback, all of it designed to teach students how to do their work themselves. We're um, committed to students' independence uh, and their success and mastery as writers, so we never do the work for students. That's really one of the things that differentiates us from every other company you might work with um, to complete your college essays. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Ms. Carol Barish, the CEO of Story2, and we're talking about this very dynamic tool that helps students, but really anyone, to articulate your story, the emotional content of your story. So, Carol, what has been some of the results so far that you're hearing from your customers about the success of the Story2 application? So let me revert to numbers for a second, since people like data. 95% uh, of the students we've worked with, that's more than 20,000 students um, over the past uh, three years, uh, over 95% of them report that story to help them to improve their writing confidence and their understanding of the college admissions process. 90% of them uh, were admitted to one or more of their top three college choices, and 83% received financial aid. So, so that's the sort of top-line numbers of what we've achieved. I think that um, it's hard to... Uh, it's hard to describe, I think, the, what happens when you become the master of your own story. I think that I had to start Story 2 because I had stories from my childhood that I was unable to share with people. And in the course of working with students and helping them uh, find and shape their stories, uh, I really had to dig into my own repertoire as well. But let, let me give you an example of... The, the thing, the kind of situation that we see all the time. Uh, this was a student uh, last year who wanted to, who was applying to Haverford. And his uh, guidance counselor told him that the essay he'd written, he, he shouldn't submit um, because it didn't reflect well on him. She said it was a pity party essay. And so he, he sent me a message on Facebook, a private message on Facebook and asked me if I would review the essay, which I did. Uh, and it was an essay about how he had raised himself because his father was in jail and his sister, who was supposed to be taking care of him, his older sister, was a heroin addict. It was a very moving story. It was beautifully written. Um, I made a couple of suggestions about things he could elaborate to make them more clear. Uh, but it was an extremely moving essay. It made me cry showed me like what his everyday life looked like, uh, which really brought him to life, which is the, the job of a college essay. Uh, and I, you know, sent him back a note that said, you know, once you put your story out there, you can't take it back. 
So be sure it's your story. It's your college admissions. It's your choice. Uh, I would urge you to submit this essay. Uh, I think it really reflects well on you. It shows who you are. Uh, he did submit it. He got in early to Haverford. Uh, it was a particularly uh, moving moment for him, first-generation uh, college student. Uh, and he had other great essays, too, about public transportation because uh, he had to get himself everywhere. I mean, he had, he had a whole portfolio of great stories. But I think this the really vulnerable, authentic stories that a lot of students want to tell and know how to tell uh, adults often, one way or another, tell them not to. And well-meaning parents, well-meaning teachers, well-meaning guidance counselors, they kind of aim everybody towards this cookie-cutter look of what they think colleges are looking for. Uh, but having served on the admissions committee of Douglas College at Rutgers, you know, when a student's story comes to life, when they jump off the page through their writing... And if you're moved to smile or laugh or cry or tell somebody else, you've got to read this. This is amazing. Uh, those people get in because we're all we're all human beings and we respond to shared human experience. Thank goodness we do. Uh, it's you know what will what it's the best of what we have is our empathy and our ability to understand someone else's experience. So our brains uh, are naturally, we're innately storytellers. It's our strongest, most primitive form of communication, and and it always works. So um, that that I think that in admissions in particular, but in any high stakes situation, if you're able to draw on your reservoir of of honesty and and vulnerability, uh, it it always helps. Very powerful, very powerful. Uh, let's talk about the great team at Story Two. Tell us about your team. How big is your team? Who's on the team, and what do uh, they do? And so, yeah. so we're a rel relatively small company. Uh, we have uh, a CEO, uh, a chief technology officer, uh, who. Uh, and who's that? So, so uh, Moshir Taraftar. We. Yeah. It's actually a great story. We had the chance to uh, participate in a Kaplan, uh, an, a. Techstars Accelerator Run that was sponsored by Kaplan uh, in the summer of 2014. And uh, the last hurdle we had to cross was to find a mm -hmm. chief technology officer. And the head of the accelerator said to me, uh, you know, there, there, there's one more spot and there's three companies that I could still select for that spot. Each of them has a hurdle they have to cross. And your hurdle is... Uh, to find a chief technology officer. And uh, I said, how long do I have? This was Thursday. He said, I said, do I have till Monday? He said, well, the clock's ticking. Whoever gets their hurdle crossed first will, will, uh, you know, will, will win. And uh, I reached out to everyone in my network who would know available uh, technology people. And uh, I was interviewing people all night. I, the next morning, I brought three of them into a room together, and I think they all still think I'm nuts for doing this group interview. Uh, but by the end of – by noon on Friday, I'd actually hired Moshir and gotten another person, great technology uh, leader on our board of advisors. So remember, you know, when you need to do something, you can do it. When you have to do it, you can always do it. Um, 
So Jack Scotty, uh, another, he's a, a graduate of the University of Delaware Honors Program. Uh, he's a Teach for America graduate as well, uh, really a master of curriculum development, helped us turn uh, a really uh, early primitive version of the story to curriculum into the book, Write Out Loud, and then also the curriculum, which we now license to schools all across the United States, 45 states and 36 countries um, outside the United States. Uh, and he wrote me a letter. Uh, I was looking at the time for someone to do operations, and his letter said, I have none of the qualifications for uh, the job you posted, but here's the reasons why I'm a good person to look at anyway. And he told a great story uh, in, the, in, his, in his email and cover letter. He told even greater stories when I met him for lunch. And I was going away uh, for two weeks with one of my daughters. And I, I gave him a list. I said, here's a list of 10 things I would do if I had more time. You can sit at my desk and see if you can make progress on any of them. And I came back two weeks later and, I don't know, six or seven of them, he'd made serious progress. So he, he got himself a job that way. Uh, the other uh, key people on the team, uh, Jillian uh, Lewis is works on marketing. Um, Alex Feldman works on uh, operations and, and uh, business development. Uh, those, those are really the key people. Uh, there's other, other team members, but it's a small, tight uh, very happy, joyful team, uh, and if you're, you know, if you, if you have a reason that you you want to be part of the Story Two team, I'm always looking for fantastic people with with drive and passion and a commitment to everybody's education. Well, you know, believe it or not, we only have a few minutes left. This has been very, very educational for me. Uh, but let's talk about your leadership style. Um, what is your leadership style? So my leadership style is very collaborative. Uh, I expect everyone to lead wherever you are in the organization. Uh, you're responsible. You know, if you see something, say something. If you see something that's not working, figure out how to fix it. Um, so my my grandmother, my mother's mother, who was a force of nature, uh, dropped out of was her father took her out of school when she was in fifth grade to clean houses, uh, and uh, she. Brilliant woman, brilliant woman, uh, read voraciously but had very little formal schooling. She always said, uh, strong is good and stronger is better. So my first rule of hiring uh, is, and leadership is to look for other really strong people. I'm strong, very, um, my, my mind moves in, I'm, I'm very visual and my mind sort of moves in big categories. So I like people who can kind of fill in between my big categories. But I expect everybody to lead. I expect everybody to innovate. Uh, you know, every day you need to bring your um, your attitude, your ideas about what you're doing, and your commitment to what you're doing drive everything else. So I look for people who have really great energy, uh, team players, people who can put aside their ego, um, you know, win, lose, right, wrong, all of those crazy oppositions to build the thing together that we couldn't do alone. Um, I was a coxswain at Yale University, and, uh, you know, that feeling of eight people rowing together, moving through the water, is that's my idea of great leadership. 
Wow, that's great. See, I'm learning something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can bark out those orders really good. That's excellent. That's excellent. Okay, so, I mean, we're actually coming down to the close of our interview. What parting thoughts would you like to leave with our audience about Story 2? Um, so I would like to give you uh, a small a story about what the future will look like uh, when Story 2 has succeeded massively. People from all different backgrounds all around the world are able to communicate with one another face-to-face and also through all of the technology that connects us to learn about all the different ways that you can be a human being among other human beings around the world, that communication will be effortless and simple and positive for everyone. That is awesome. That is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Ms. Carol Barrich, the CEO of Story2. And please go to the Story2 site. It's story2.com. Carol, thank you for coming on to the program. Thank you, Darrell. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this weekend. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Remember, if you have missed any broadcast, this broadcast or any broadcast, you can go to iTunes U at Seton Hall University, look for leadership, and you'll see all of our programs there. Have a great weekend, and remember, leadership begins with you.